You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. We haven't got a button for that, have we? Sadly. Uh, somewhere on there. Somewhere on there. Uh, but yeah, we're at Brandon's house today. Shout out to Brandon for, for letting us take up some space and, and use use a podcast equipment it's uh it's a brand new roadcaster pro and it's something that i hopefully will buy one day soon hopefully in 2021 when sponsors come in shout out that's a slight plug burn, burn, burn. Uh, yeah but my guest today is nick brown uh nick, my, this, this podcast has been a long time coming man it's Our been a very long you're right how many times when i started i was like come on let's do it let's do it and then uh yes yeah, kind of stretched out into this big you know kind of kind of game you know you had my girlfriend all my best friends and it's just like we've been holding out for that one perfect time so yeah. i'm hopefully excited to, hopefully today is it uh but yeah man i mean you know a lot of people would, would know you. i think i think a lot of people know you uh, a lot, at least people know the drone boys and everything you started back in the day but before we get into the drone stuff and, and creative and on all the things that you love doing tell us a little bit about your background you know where you're from in oklahoma yeah. Yeah. family all the rest of it so i've literally been playing in the same five mile radius my whole life believe it or not but went to deer creek shout out to deer creek high school the antlers um part of the 13 year club mm-hmm. so I, that means i've been there from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade and okay. so i can actually remember whenever we were like a class i think it was 2a whenever i was in elementary school yeah. and then all the way up to my senior year we went up to 5a for the first year uh got our butts banged by Lawton uh ike and football so it was kind of a nice little wake-up call but uh, and now we're 6A, so big time. Big time. I say a lot of crazy things, but after Deer Creek, went to UCO, which is literally like eight miles up the street yeah. um, in Edmond as well. So went there for a couple of years. Actually, never graduated college, but uh, I guess I kind of rolled with the Broncos. So uh, it was yeah, it was cool. It was cool, but yeah, uh, yeah I say that's kind of where I grew up. Been playing here my whole entire life. Um, my dad was an OKC police officer in the 90s and the 2000s, so. Oh uh, yeah! Wow, there's a lot of family history going on. A lot of family history going yeah. on. Uh, so, so growing up in in this little bubble the whole time, right? This little five mile, you know, radius Deer Creek. Um, brothers and sisters, family. So I've got one sister. Okay. I'm uh, actually I just turned thirty years old, November first this past year. My sister is about two and a half years younger than me, so she's rolling up on the twenty eight range. But uh, yeah, she's uh, she's awesome. She's really cool. She's always had my back. We get along. We're not like one of those, you know, feuding kind, you know, type brother and sister. But uh, yeah. yeah, she's actually a bailiff downtown. She went to law school, did all that good stuff. Um, I'm actually very very scared. Of my sister, she's about five ten. <laughs> I don't know how much she weighs, but literally she could take me down and uh, yeah. kick my butt if she really really wanted to. So it's nice to kind of have you know have that. But uh, the one thing I love about my family, while we're on the topic of it, is we're a bunch of trolls. So I'm sure you've heard a lot of my trolls. And pranks oh, yeah. and things like that and so obviously i had to get that from somebody or somewhere so my dad and sister are like the king and queen of trolling and uh i'm just the prince right now but i'm you know working my way up so <laughs> literally every time april april 1st rolls around like you can ask you know all my friends but i gotta have a squad out looking for my back because yeah. i've had you know, stickers implanted on my cars i've had people come you know fake rob me with paintball guns like back in the day it was wild but uh yeah, crazy the, times. The Brown family throws down on, oh, on they, April 1st. Oh, they ain't playing around. Yeah, when uh, April 1st comes around. Yeah. So so growing up in Oklahoma City in that, you know, you, 
you just turned 30 I just turned 30 in September so you know born in the same year in the in the 30 club um I mean well growing up like as, as like a 90s kid right tech for us growing up was like I mean Game Boy was cool oh yeah you know and the original PlayStation all the rest of it and then social media comes in and was that when did you start like diving into all that stuff were you like a super techy guy before the social media stuff and that's how you just migrated into yeah so and it's awesome that we got to grow up kind of in both worlds you know we were the kids that were forced to play outside but we also got to experience like the nintendo 64 and aol dial-up internet but uh my dad actually is the one i got all my tech side from so uh whenever i was 13 years old my dad bought his first apple it was like the apple power or uh the Mac Tower, the G4, and uh, I just remember he would let me go in there and play on it for, you know, a couple of hours each night, so I was dabbling around on the internet and video games and things like that, but uh, so I, it was nice to kind of get that tech side from my dad. I always had, you know, the latest and the greatest. I was very thankful for that, um, which it also kind of sucked because, you know, he knew how to do everything better than me, so there was no erasing internet searches. <laughs> there was no, you know, hiding what you were downloading or anything like that. There was no illegal you know illegal music being downloaded or streamed because of you know copyright whatever so um you know that was kind of a yeah kind of a weird deal but uh no my dad's still very very tech savvy so we uh you know we're always sharing articles we're always talking about the latest apps and the newest tech and so it's nice to kind of have somebody to always kind of follow back and share that passion with yeah reminds me of the limewire days (sighs) right there's no telling how many yeah (laughs) what was before limewire it was because it was kazaa i think kazaa was uh the first one that totally taped my computer that was like the last PC I think I ever had. Yeah, LimeWire. Uh, uh, people just thinking people about listening it. who are under twenty five probably have no idea what LimeWire like Lime is. Let me hop on Google really yeah, quick. Yeah. yeah, don't don't download it. Uh, it's got some killer songs from LimeWire though. Like oh, everything, albums. man! I remember downloading like download the it, Fast yeah. and the Furious movie, like when it first came out, like yeah. wild, wild stuff. But it's wild to see how far we've kind of transitioned from you know that period until mm. today, and it's just I don't know. Yeah, crazy stuff. So so you you know you you're in your dad's in tech. Obviously loves it. Like big tech guy and. and and you, you get that, you know, it's always nice to learn from someone and see the things that he's doing, right? That just becomes, you know, dad, son, mm-hmm. relationship, whatever. Uh, what's high school like? Like, are you still into the tech in high school? And, and A little bit. So, actually, I think high school was probably whenever I was the most, uh, I would say, blue collar of my life. That's when I was doing double sports. You know, I had football going on, after school practices. And this is actually kind of whenever I first started up. Um, my first kind of entrepreneurial business. I had a lawn company. Uh, I think the most accounts we had at one time was like 60 lawns, which wasn't a big deal, but for like, you know, me and another guy knocking them out like 30 lawns, you know, every two weeks or whatever is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And trying to balance that with practice and things like that. So um, I think we we're just trying to catch a check however we could, you know, kind of back then. And then uh, I remember when social media first came out, this is like back in the Google Plus days after Facebook, after MySpace, all this stuff. Uh, I'm so dumb. I tried to start like a social media, you know, consulting company when I was like 19 years old. And I literally just found the old business cards the other day in my closet. It was like NMB social media or something super, super whack. But I remember trying to get into that kind of realm and uh, I won't name any names, but there was a couple, you know, digital media strategists that are in their forties now in OKC that literally would send me some hateful, hateful DMs, like (laughs) saying some mean stuff to me. And I still have them screenshotted. So, you know, the proof will come out one day, but, uh, 
Yeah, so I remember catching that kind of flack, and that was kind of my first wake-up call. But um, I would say, like, my first real job coming out of high school while I was still at UCO was, um, shout-out to Braden Ramirez, got me a job at UPS. And so I'm 18 years old, loading boxes, doing all this stuff. After six months, I get a promotion to become a manager. So now I've got to manage all these people. And it was, like, probably the biggest learning experience of my life, honestly. Um, you know, I'm 19, 18 years old, managing a bunch of 30, 40 year old people that, you know, don't want to listen to a young kid that already, you know, are having a tough time, hate loading boxes, whatever. UPS is a great job, great company, you know, just by the way for, for, yeah, for people out there. But, uh, yeah, I remember doing that route and that was just like a big, you know, kind of wake up call and leadership and learning how to kind of work and get along with people. Um, the trick of it is, is just sunflower seeds and bubble gum. I got the, I got the people hyped. I got them rolling. So, but, uh, (laughs) No, that was a very, very fun experience. And then Josh Bergevin, one of my, my very good friends, he's the one that actually talked me out of UPS and coming over to Apple. And so whenever I was about 20 years old, I made that transition from working like blue collar. Lydia was working the tw- or the midnight shift. So we'd go in at 11 p.m. We'd get off at 4 a.m. Yeah. I'd go home, sleep for two hours, go to classes at 8 a.m. at UCO, get done at 1 p.m., sleep all day. And that was just like wild times. Yeah. But So I was ready to kind of, you know, hop out of that that craziness and get into, you know, kind of the tech side. And so Josh is the one that got me the referral at Apple and I literally worked there for five years. And I tell everybody to this day, that was like the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. The Apple store, man, it was like, you know, not only are the people there incredible and I'm still family with most of them, but everybody there is talented in something besides technology, you know, whether it's an artist or whether it's a, you know, there was coffee brewers, like everybody's got that one niche that they're just pat, you know, besides tech. And so that was really, really cool. But that's how I got linked up with a lot of the thunder guys and honestly that's that's really what started my whole networking kind of you know binge it was nice growing up in deer creek because i was an edmund kid so we all kind of you know we all ran with this memorial in the santa fe and so you know there was already a big network and a big group of friends and people right there but man the apple store was was game changing shout for out sure. to josh for bringing you the apple yeah store. dude like seriously that was the biggest life change and then he was the one that you know he and i went on to start drone boys and do yeah. all that good stuff so yeah. a lot of nostalgic you know stuff going on but uh no man the apple store i always joke around like because we got you know discounts we got like one personal discount of 25 percent off i don't know if i'm supposed to be saying this but i don't work there i'm anymore, sure it's so. on the internet somewhere. yeah but uh yeah. So we got like 125% off of an iPad, an iPhone, a Mac, you know, the whole hero product suite. And then we got 10 friends and family, which was 15% off, which, you know, if you're dropping two grand on a Mac, 15% off, you know, is a nice little chunk of change. So, uh, yeah, I remember just, you know, going in there and like, whether it was families that maybe, you know, whatever, but I was just always trying to help people out and it ended up, I mean, literally coming back tenfold. Uh, like I said, I got linked up with, you know, Katie and Russ and Scott Brooks and all those guys. And that's just, I mean, yeah. Wow. Like you would never experience that 20 year old kid, like you just getting dumped into this world. And you know, the biggest thing was like, they're all regular people, you know, it's just like, don't act like a fanboy and yeah. don't get treated like a fanboy. I guess is the best way to put it. But um, yeah, I mean, I miss Apple. Like I, you know, there's always times where I'm like, oh man, I wish I could go back, whatever. But yeah. the only downfall was Pin Pin Square Mall. I hated freaking <laughs> finding parking. I hated like dealing with the holiday crowds, whatever. But you know, I had my routine. I would go in, clock in. Everybody, you know, always made fun of me because I'd literally the second I'd get off on a lunch break, we got an hour long lunch break. Yeah, I'd take a 30 minute nap. After my 30 minute nap, I'd go up to Chick Fil A, get my Chick Fil A, go to my Starbucks, get my Starbucks, and then it was like ready for round two. But uh. Man, those were good times good for times. sure. So, tell me about like, you, well, when you were in high school and you think I'm gonna go to university, do you just go to UCO because it's closest? It's in town. Your family's, you know, 
tight knit group or do you apply to a bunch of other places? I honestly didn't even want to go okay. to college to be honest with you. I was like, you know, I don't see a point in it. Cause all, all I went to school was for business administration. Like there was nothing that I feel like right. you could really learn besides accounting and yeah. things like that in school. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't really go into it thinking, you know, I want to go to UCO. Obviously, OU and OSU are like the big prominent schools for most people, but my family never went there. I honestly don't tell anybody, but I never even took the ACT once in high school. Everybody's talking about scoring 26s yeah. and 30s and whatever. I'm just like, I never even, yeah. I don't even know how I got into UCO without an ACT score, but uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, college was awesome. I think the biggest thing was, was just for the networking of it. I wasn't in a frat. I wasn't, you know, I was a commuter, so I didn't even stay on school or campus, but I had Josh and my best friend, you know, Corey yeah. at the time and stuff like that. So I'd go over there all the time and crash. We didn't really party much or do anything crazy on campus. Like, I wouldn't really mm. justify UCO as, like, a big party school or anything like that, but there was definitely some, you know, get-togethers and things. But yeah. uh, maybe I shouldn't roll around with that crowd. I don't know. So so, so when so you, you're working at Apple while you're at school. Right, so mm-hmm. you, I mean, you start at UPS, so and then you're at school, but then you make the transition to Apple while while you're at university. How long do you go at Apple before you think, you know what, I don't even need to go to university anymore? It was probably about two years in, and it was crazy because Apple, you know, had a tuition reimbursement, so there was like all those things to, you know, want to go to school, but. My whole thing was, and my managers hated me because I only worked literally three days a week at the end at Apple. I was working Tuesdays a full day and then literally Saturdays a full day and half a day on Sunday. And they would always say, you need more, you know, whatever, whatever. But I was always kind of like, you know, Apple was really, really awesome. I didn't know at the beginning if I wanted to be there full time, long term. Um, There's a lot of obviously corporate, a lot of, you know, awesome positions and opportunities. But uh I don't know. I just always kind of wanted to do my own thing. I've always just kind of had that mindset. Well, you know, if I don't have something, I'll always figure it out. Right. I've always been kind of, you know, thinking on my toes and stuff like that. And so it's always seemed to be at this point, you know, doing pretty well. But, um, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I yeah. forgot where I was going with that question, but, uh, no, I mean, you know, just like finishing up at school, not realizing, you know, not, not, finishing out yeah and, and you know and it's like uh you know i knew we could have gone with the, the long-term apple route if i really really wanted to but uh you know what's what's the fun in life if you're just kind of going through the motions it's sure. nice to kind of mix things up and it's kind of scary to honestly think about i've never been able to do the same thing besides drones you know for six or seven years straight yeah. um i've always wanted to switch it up from whether it was from mowing lawns to getting into social media to getting into you know apple and then to drones now and obviously i'm into domains and you know internet businesses and yeah. things like that it's just kind of like you know my dad and i always think back on this he's always like nick just focus on one freaking thing dude like you know keep your mind focused and so it's always kind of been like that you know i've never been a patient person and never been able to really focus on one thing so uh that's what i've been really trying to hone in on the drone stuff so got you so so you josh brings you over to apple you meet all these cool people you meet i guess russ and kd through apple correct yeah yeah. so it was weird how we met up with kd he actually um it's it's cool because everybody's kind of you know once you meet one person it kind of opens you to the rest of the network and so scott brooks came in one time at like 8 50 10 minutes before we closed wanted to grab a mac um you know we ended up chatting for i think we were there for like an hour and a half just talking about life and whatever and uh you know he's this new coach and nobody really knows anything about him and then he's the one that sent in kevin durant to me actually whenever we uh um, first got you know the iPhones and stuff like that in and then I ended up able to go over to Kevin's house and help him you know sync iPhones and download things like that because literally like we had to sneak him into the back door at the Apple store yeah every single time like somebody would get word KD's there and like no joke Mass like chaos. just yeah like full pack store this is like whenever you know I think he's still in his prime but right. back then obviously he was like the OKC superstar just, you know young yeah. cat whatever but um 
yeah, so just wild times. And he's the one that got me linked up with, uh, you know, James Harden. And then it was, it's crazy how I met Russ. Actually, it was actually met Ray Westbrook first. And uh, he had just moved here. He was uh, he was going to school at UCO and he was just showing by himself in the Apple store, just kind of looking like lost. Like, what do I do? So I just went up there and just chopped it up with them. I was like, yo, I go to UCO, too. You know, I had no idea this was Russell Westbrook's little brother. He's just a cool, cool yeah. dude that we were just, you know, had a lot in common. And I was like, yo, we're going out tonight, man. If you want to, I'll come, you know, I'll come through and grab you if you want to come, you know, kick it with us and uh, end up going to pick him up and just like freaking pull up and it's Russell Westbrook. And he's like, you know, take care of my little brother, bro. Like, (laughs) and I was just like, dude, what the heck? Like, you know, I was not expecting this whatsoever. And so it was kind of a weird deal, you know, getting linked up with him. But I still, you know, still in cahoots with Ray and very, very, you know, kind of close with him. Um, You know, obviously he's on to doing big, you know, bigger and better things. And, uh, you know, but we still, you know, kind of stay in cahoots a little bit. But, um, it's cool. It's just weird to look back and just see like how just doing what I felt was the right thing to do at that time literally just opened up so many doors and right. yeah, it's you know, kind of hard to explain yeah. the, the universe out of my back. hundred percent. It's been the right place in it. Right place, right time, putting your time in and, and you know, yeah. it, it takes care of you. Um, so you teased the drone thing earlier. Tell me about that. Tell me you and Josh is like starting drone boys. And, and this is early on when drones are starting to first take it. off, man. This is like circa yeah. 2014. Um, yeah. Uh, so long story short, we, um, you know, Apple provides these discounts around holiday time. Um, we ended up getting one for this really crappy pair AR drone. And it was like, I think 400 bucks. We got 50% off. I ended up buying it, um, ended up breaking it within like the night. I think it was me and Josh super glued it all back together. And I, I was able to return it at Apple. You know, it wasn't damaged or anything crazy like that yeah. disclaimer, but long story short, I got that 400 bucks back, hopped on Craigslist the next day. And this lady, uh, selling a phantom one from a divorce gone wrong. She had no idea what this drone was. I didn't even know what this drone was. Uh, for those that don't know, phantom is like the most popular drone, what, you know, ever it's on every commercial, every TV show, yeah. you would know one if you saw it, but, uh, this is the phantom one we're on phantom four now but um yeah she ended up selling me you know she got this drone from a divorce gone wrong it was like a 1400 drone that she literally sold me for 400 cash i still have her number to this day like i you know i texted <laughs> yeah. her like two years ago just like yo i don't know if you remember me but like you literally changed my life so much like just thank you i, yeah. I really really appreciate it um but yeah and then uh, beck design actually in oklahoma city was my first client stephanie scott uh got that plugged up and uh literally just been reinvesting the money ever you know ever since so um yeah it was like back in the day when it was gopro 3 no gimbal so you literally would strap this thing duct tape it to the drone because there was no other way to do it yeah and you'd get this really shaky footage and then like you'd have to go home download it you know export screen frames cut out the little landing gear and the props and everything like that and then try to edit this video and um yeah, it's just pretty cool to see. Like, I still have all those photos from 2014. Yeah. Maybe I can get you a couple of the posts, you know, with your post or whatever. But uh, it's just crazy to see how much the city's changed. Um, yeah, I mean, the technology has changed. Yeah. Night and day difference um, as well. But, yeah, we were one of the first ones, yeah, back in 2014 to get into the drone game. Um, I remember seeing one of the first posts I remember seeing was, like, you, Josh, somebody else sat on, like, a parking garage downtown. It may have been hipster or it may have been Dylan Phillips. Yeah, yeah I someone, mean, there's three of you there and you just find this drone around downtown. There's been a lot of people. Like, oh, that's really cool. Before everything, before the park, before like, you know, the whole day. Any of this. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I think like the Devon Tower was actually still under construction because yeah. the J.E. Dunn built, you know, towers and stuff are right there. But uh, yeah. yeah, I say that was kind of the, you know, the the mecca you know the the way that it all got kind of started but yeah i've uh you know shout out to dylan phillips shout out to jay puckett josh bergevin les Wu, 
Hipster Rod, of course. Like, all those are my boys, man, and they've all helped me a ton. We've got yeah. to work together, got to do a lot of awesome things together, got to travel to places. Like, I can't even, you know, we could talk hours just on stories from, yeah, you know, overseas yeah. and stuff. But, man, honestly, you know, I said the Apple was one of the biggest things that ever happened to me. But, you know, I got lucky, I would say, like, into the drone space. I always like to keep my ear to what's hot in the tech game and, you know, what's coming up. And uh, we had, like, a short four years to kind of really make our mark. And, and honestly, I owe it all to our Instagram yeah. community like you obviously you've seen with this is Oklahoma like Instagram, you have a really yeah. com, you know awesome community really yeah. engaging and so it was like really nice to kind of get that and we were always kind of the guinea pigs buying the drones testing them out doing the reviews before you know everybody started doing it but yeah that kind of uh you know it's nice to be labeled as the drone guy especially like with this day and age you never you know anybody can go buy a drone now for 400 bucks from Best Buy and take incredibly beautiful pictures and photos it's like nice to mm-hmm. you know kind of always be in the back of everybody's mind as you know kind of the drone guy but uh yeah, we, you know, we do things on the commercial side. We won't dive into it too yeah. deep, but we've got to do a lot of fun stuff on the creative side. Like I said, with the traveling, we worked with, you know, Chevy and Atlantis in the Bahamas. And, yeah. you know, on the flip side of the commercial side, we've got to do a lot of cool things with like solar energy companies and utility line inspections. I uh, can't name a lot of those companies, but. Right. Um, well, it's much cheaper than renting a helicopter. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah. It's like two yeah. grand, you know, two grand an hour for a helicopter versus yeah. you know, two grand a day for a drone. That's awesome. And you're also getting repeatable data, same height, same flight pattern. You know, oh, yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah, later, if you but, want to uh, detail that stuff, we can figure that out. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's sick, though. So, so, I mean, when you see this this gap in the market or this thing that's coming that's to drones and you dive into it, you know, you buy that first drone and then you get this Phantom 1, um, you know, you're off to the races getting clients and, and just kind of going with it and, you know, just figuring it out as you go, as most entrepreneurs do, right? You just kind of run with it and figure it out. Uh, a lot of cool projects downtown, a lot of, you know, like we spoke, my favorite one is you and Josh driving that tank. Oh, man. Well, shout out to Steve from Oklahoma Machine Guns. That was the coolest. But, you know, yeah. back in the day, it didn't really work like that anymore. But you used to be able to go to, you know, Colorado or somewhere and just, you know, hit up a rental UTV company and say, hey, I've got a drone. You know, yeah. we've loved to trade off a day worth of footage for a day of, you know, just ripping around, having a blast. And, you know, everybody be down for that. Whenever we went to Puerto Rico, we did the same thing, like traded this really nice lady, like for a day on her, you know, charter boat or yacht or whatever. And we literally just filmed drone stuff and she took us around and we swam with like the craziest fit and it was just like so cool and it's just like drones opened up this door and it's just I don't know it's wild to think about yeah. man but well on the trip you mentioned hipster rod the, the trip that you guys went on around Europe right all because of, yeah all, all because, because of drones, drones. yeah and I saw that and I'm like they're in London cool oh they're in Paris like, oh crap like, Iceland yeah. Iceland that's right you need to do that like that whole that shot of of, the waterfalls, uh, the waterfalls, and, and man, the, the plane or whatever that famous plane in Iceland is a majestic place, yeah, man. It's on the cliff or whatever. With the, I mean, that's it, which, it's so cool. That's why I appreciated Hips Rod, you know, because he's like one of those guys, and he'd always sit there and remind me, like, "Hey, we're literally going to be here probably once in a lifetime." Which back then we didn't know all this COVID stuff was going to oh, yeah. happen, and you know we weren't going to go back in the future, or whatever. But uh, yeah, so I, I really owe it all to him. Obviously, he's the one that makes me look semi, you know cool or whatever you know yeah. just because of his photos and stuff like that but uh dude he's a freaking beast he's an animal and i would all to him to you know for being like hey let's go over here let's let's you know because we about freaking died on the iceland uh hike man it was like two miles and like 20 degree weather late at night like yeah. it was just miserable man but uh, I look back at it and I'm like, dude, that's like a once in a lifetime thing. I would never be able to do that again, especially yeah. now that I'm getting older or whatever. But, uh, right. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it's sick. The footage is amazing. You know, that, that, that little clip, the drone clip, everything. It's like, 
you know, it's it, it's a once in a lifetime trip, but you cram it into ten days or whatever it is, and you you know you just hit it hard. Days, you just like you you're going at it, aren't you? A lot of espresso and a lot of yeah, five hour energy yeah. shots for sure. Seeing the Louvre and all the rest of that cool stuff in Paris, and and you know doing this project, which I'm sure there's many more that you've done as well that are like that. That like you know working for Chevy is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. You know they have the entire country of people they can pull and they pull from you guys. Yeah, it's been cool, man. And I, you know it's just you got to garner those relationships and just take care of people and you know just follow up and check in honestly you're really freaking good about that i say i love getting your little random text every now and again like you good bro can i help you with anything like that means a lot and like a lot of people don't notice that or appreciate you know you know appreciate that but uh yeah we've been blessed to do a lot of things man honestly i don't like working in the creative cinema realm it's a lot of stress man dps and stuff they're you know they know they're very particular and uh it's just a lot of high pressure i like that stuff you know apple's credo or motto is like we work best when we're you know busiest and uh so i like you know kind of having the pressure and stuff like that but then it's also very nice to just go out and do pre-programmed flights where you literally don't even touch a button you just press start on the ipad the drone will literally fly its lines and do you know you just sit there and make sure nothing goes wrong so it's nice to have the best of both worlds but i say that you know the creative flying definitely keeps you yeah you know kind of sharp didn't canon fly you out for something yeah we did a big uh yeah we did a big um kind of panel with them they flew in like some cinema guys some fpv which is like the first person racing drones and the freestyle the wild dude i can't even that stuff's it's (laughs) next level flying but uh yeah they flew us out there we were able to speak on a panel there's a lot of cool guys like i'd say my favorite guy on that panel was kevin Larosa. he's the aerial dp for like all the new top gun movies like back then he flies like black hawk helicopters they literally have like an f-16 fighter jet that's been converted to a cinema you know it's got a gimbal on the front that you can put the red cameras and the aries they're the wow. only ones in the world and so like I, you know, I didn't feel deserving to be, you know, like I was sitting there and these guys were talking about their stuff. I'm like, holy crap, man, these are like next level. But, you know, uh, it's, it's nice because Oklahoma, the film and music market's about to blow up here. You've seen all the studios, all the production houses. And like, we used to not have that, you know, we used to have a little bit of cinema, but now we're kind of rethinking our strategy and our plan. Like, you know, do we want to strictly focus on the commercial industrial? Do we want to go ahead and get back into the cinema realm? Because Oklahoma's about to take over with the film and music stuff. Shout out to to Matt and Rachel for kicking that off. Producer of media. It's killing it. See, I didn't even... I don't even know who to thank or whatever, but uh, if, dude, if you that's, want the introduction, we I would think. love to, man. I would yes. love to shake their, you know, their hands, whatever, buy them a coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great but. people. Uh, both Edmund, both live in Edmund now too. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, they're Oklahoma guys. I mean, Rachel grew up in Yukon and, and been out to you know movie stuff and came back and then Matt grew up here and went to LA, a writer and stuff like that and then traveled the world as a travel photographer. Um, Sweet. Just great. I mean, just as Oklahoma is, right? You just rant like people like that. You don't. You, you might not even know that have amazing stories, right? And that's the beauty of this podcast. Which I said, this is why I love this freaking yeah, podcast, man. I'm like, you're discovering is. people new, and I'm just like, I thought everybody was in a sixth degree of separation, but it's right. like, you know, it's, it's wild, man. Yeah. So, uh, so the drone drone boys is cool. You know, you're kicking it off. It, it's going well. You, you know, you made the the pivot right to go into the to space to go into the the oil space the safety space the right? industrial the kind industrial of commercial kind of, yeah to get out of the creative because the creative is starting to get flooded great pivot move obviously a smart thing and, and a serious value to a, to an oil business that's mm-hmm. cheaper than a helicopter and you get more data i mean it makes makes sense obviously uh tell me about like just 
you know, like the web stuff, right? Because you, you know, domain thing and and, and but I just, think that's I think that's what's next on the pivot, man. It's yeah. like you know, like you said, like when drones first came out, it was all real estate, but then we knew that that was going to get flooded, so we kind of switched over to the creative, and then you know, understood that like the Mavic Two Pro is going to come, you know. So we've always kind of been on the forward thinking front, and now that everybody has drones and all these agencies and all these corporations are, you know, we're helping, you know, we're helping them, and they're also building from the ground up their drone teams internally. Um, I think the next shift or the next pivot is going to be more kind of in the internet, internet realm building, you know, taking it, not taking advantage of our community, but like kind of honing that and really kind of helping people, you know, communicate and help, you know, help the industry better. Like, um, I guess that's the best way to position it. But uh, yeah, I'm very into domains. I've kind of always been into domains. I've got some really good drone domains I've been kind of sitting on waiting yeah. to do something with. But uh, no, I just think the future of everything, especially after this past year with COVID, obviously, um, you know, everything's going remote internet business wise. And I think that's going to, you know, kind of rely on the most freedom. I was able to kind of take a step out of, you know, actually the day-to-day flying and kind of get back into the managerial role and was kind of always torn about like, oh man, I wish I was in the field flying or, you know, man, I wish I, you know, didn't have to go out and fly in this 30 degree weather today. And so, um, I've just figured out that kind of taking everything digitally, whatever kind of just fits more with what I want to do in the future, man, like my, my future lifestyle, what I want to do. Um, I want to continue to be able to travel and just hopefully, you know, make a, make a living on uh you know, on a laptop. So, uh, but yeah, I've been very into domains. I said, we can, we can kind of touch on that. Um, uh, I don't know exactly the dollar amount that I made, but it was definitely, you know, in the over the $20,000 range in domains last year. Um, and simply it's just, which if someone looks at you and thinks, Oh, that's that, uh, you know, someone looks at a business like, Oh, you only made $20,000. You made that in your sleep. Cause you're just doing it. It's, as a it's kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just like hopping on there. Just yeah. like, you know, it's always about following trends, whether it's drones or the, you know, node code b- domains have been selling a lot. Podcast domains are selling for a lot. Same thing. I mean, real estate's always going to be, you know, yeah. there's all these realtors in Oklahoma and it's just like, you know, if you have the best domain, the most memorable, like that's just going to add so much more credibility. Right. But yeah, what a lot of people don't understand is just it's digital real estate. Like you only get one name okay. and obviously dot com's the the primo of the primo. It's the skyrise, top dog com, you know, whatever you want, you know, whatever you're passionate about. But uh the digital real estate domain and Instagram names as well. Like that's a I mean, it's a whole it's a whole money. Yeah, I say it's a whole different business in itself oh, and yeah. uh you know, I'll talk about it now since Instagram's kind of put it, you know, but this used to be illegal back in the day with buying and selling Instagram names, but I don't, you know, mind spilling the beans now that Instagram's kind of put a, you know, a stop to this, but there used to be a website called ogusers.com. And, uh, dude, it's a bunch of these little freaking 14, 16, 17 year old hacker kids. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, long story short, you know, you'd hop in there under, under the IG handles forum thread and like browse through names or whatever. And, you know, yeah. people charge anywhere from $15 all the way up to like three grand for you know yeah. two two letter you know instagram names whatever but uh yeah i say so the way that instagram put a, a stop to this because i don't know if they knew about the underground you know stuff going on whatever but uh they they implemented this 14 day name change thing and so now you know if you buy a na- if you change your name or whatever you have 14 days to change it back gotcha. but it used to be back in the day that these little kids you know they're they're very very smart and so they would require you paying bitcoin so everything's anonymous and they'd use proton mail which if you know anything about proton mail it's fully encrypted like yeah. email can't ever be tracked back to who owns it like it's completely anonymous and so you know they thought that they knew what was going on but um 
uh, yeah, long story short, like, I, you know, have filters, Instagram name at preferred, um, a couple of these, you know, kind of big names. And I get right. these email reset links every single day. Like it's yeah. like probably 10 or 20 a day, honestly, People trying to get in, trying to get back into it. But, um, yeah. And so like what these kids will do is in how the dirty, you know, kind of side of it works yeah. is, you know, they'll sell you a username, whatever. And, uh, you know, I've only been burned one time and I learned my lesson and it was like on a $35 name. So it was nothing, you know, crazy, yeah. but, uh, yeah. So like they've got these bots that'll go in there and, uh, I forget the, the, you, you know, the name that they use of the, the slang or whatever, yeah. but these bots would literally go in. And as soon as you would hop back into, you know, the name, it would kick you out and it would put in a random email and a random password and you would not be able to get back into it. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So you got kicked out. And dude, so I can only imagine how many kids are, you know, oh, got yeah. burned or whatever, but um, yeah, you know, and obviously like I know how to kind of get around that stuff by using Google authenticator, two factor authentication. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure those kids are, you know, you know, kicking themselves in the foot, uh, you know, losing some premium names and not being able to get them back and hack them back. But, uh, um, yeah, it's a crazy world, man. I say, but, you know, but internet and, and that's why honestly, like, you know, especially with these past few weeks and I don't want to get into politics or anything on your podcast, but you know, you've seen like all these people, you know, getting denounced from platforms and things like that. And that's why I'm a big, you know, big believer in domains and website. Like I always feel like you should get your brand, your domain and your website going before you do anything else, because you know, you're not going to get shadow banned on these social media accounts. You know, you never want to build your, you know, your brand or your stuff on a platform that you don't own is like, I guess is the best way to position it because, you know, tomorrow, uh, you know, you could get kicked off Instagram or somebody could hack your name or whatever and delete all your stuff. And like that just, it's like one of my biggest fears and that just sucks. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we'll have to make sure that you have all your, you know, security stuff handled up, but like that's, you know, shout out to Apple. Like that was a big thing about, you know, cybersecurity and stuff like that. There's been people that we know that have had that happen to them that had followings. I think there was a lady who has like a gardening following. She got it back, thankfully. But Myriad Gardens, I think, lost theirs. No way. Yeah, I think they had to start again. If you oh. look at, yeah, their following now is not what it was. Because, and I think they either forgot the password or just something happened. Yeah. They just had to. I think they went from like Myriad Gardens to like the Myriad Gardens. Oh. Something like that. Anyway, something happened. But yeah, you're right. Because it's, I mean, it's digital real estate. Like, it's, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's very. Someone's, someone's living if that happens. Uh, you mentioned Bitcoin. Obviously, you know, being in the text, I've seen some come in. This is like, my biggest regret. I don't even want to talk about it on the podcast, dude. <laughs> so you don't have any uh, right now? Oh, no, I do have some, yeah. Okay. But I'm not, I'm not, but not near as much to. as what, yeah. And I don't want to talk about how many, I, you know, how much I own now or yeah. how much I used to own back then. But uh, yeah, back whenever we first bought them, so it was my friends at Apple yeah. that got me into this. And like, literally, we started the LLC. We had a Chase business account. You can look it up in the database. Yeah. Lydian Capital Ventures was founded in 2014 by me, Sean Coffey, Spencer Holloway, and Nick Lashbrook and like literally we had the business plan to buy all these Bitcoin mining things. We were going to take like a hundred grand and buy all this Bitcoin at like $475, what it was at the price of the time. And everybody thought we were freaking crazy. I think the most we ever had at one time was $60, like in a combined wallet. And from my memory, I believe we all, you know, cashed out, you know, cashed that back out when we, you know, dissolved the company and stuff. But, uh, I, I think there's like five Bitcoin sitting in a wallet somewhere that none of us can figure out the password to, um, Um, but yeah, man, it's been wild. Like, you know, back then I always saw the purpose of it and like what, you know, purpose it, you know, resolves, but I just feel like it's, yeah, I still have a huge passion for it. I think it's believable, but I think people are getting way too wild right now. Like, you know, it's nuts, isn't it? I mean, it's absolute chaos. It's, and you've seen like it go up 25%, drop 25%. It's just like, you know, I think that it'll always catch, you know, it will catch on eventually and people have tried to, you know, do Bitcoin cash or whatever, but nothing's ever going to beat the original Bitcoin. Like if you, and if you are going to buy 
buy digital currencies that is the only one to buy like don't buy into the hype of all this other yeah. stuff like you know obviously the day traders are going to hop in your comments and say well you can buy xrp at the yeah. at the low whatever it's a bull it's market yeah but i don't understand yeah. that stuff i don't want to speak on it yeah. but uh yeah, I just we had an opportunity. We could be sitting on hundreds of thousands of dollars in Bitcoin right now, and we freaking don't. Like, I literally, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, yeah, wild times. But no, honestly, like the domains, I'm I'm very yeah. passionate about, and like just with my life. Well, I don't know if I've said this. I know we got cut off a little bit earlier, but you know, I just like look about what I want to see in the future. I'm trying to just be more forward looking, and it's just yeah. like you know, I'm 30 years old. I've been dating the same girl. Shout out to Saba. Saba. Yeah, on a podcast earlier, but, uh, you know, so I know I'm going to be getting married and we're going to be having kids and stuff in the future. And so it's kind of like, what do I want that life to, you know, kind of look at? I had yeah. a great run in my twenties, you know, uh, got to do a lot of crazy things, got to start businesses, made friends, lost like a bunch of learning lessons. And so it's like, now I feel like I'm really ready to apply that knowledge. And, uh, you know, I, there's just something I feel like people take you more serious in your thirties. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. Once you maybe go to three at the front, it's yeah, people like, are like, Oh dude, this means yeah, like, literally like, like a child anymore. Yeah. Really? Like the day after. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I, it's just weird. I don't know if it's a mental thing, but I'm like 28 year old. I'm like, dang, you're so young. But really, it's just like a year and a half younger than me. So Yeah, right. But, uh, totally. I mean, I still, now I turned 30 in September last year and I stopped counting now. It doesn't matter. Every yeah. 30 forever. I, that's why I'm just riding, riding yeah. the wave out, man. But, uh, so last year, um, you know, mutual friend of ours, Hunter, you guys link up and you decide to go on this crazy trip around the world. Ooh, the side by side USA trip, me, which we're leaving yeah. June 1st of this year again. If you want to roll Jeez, with my town, would kill me. We can strap you to the top of the canem <laughs> if you want. Yeah, because I'm not buying my own. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, so to, to touch on that, um, so Hunter uh, randomly hit me up. I did not think he was serious. Like, this is the beginning of last year, January. Yeah. And uh, this before all the COVID stuff, you know, hit what whatever and he's like hey you know my buddy al out in arizona phoenix is going to be taking this like you know ten thousand mile journey around the united states like do you want to maybe roll with like what you know what yeah. do you think and i'm like oh, i don't know man like how long is it going to take is it going to take you know and he positioned two weeks that's what we told our girlfriends whatever i was there for like uh, yeah no you were there from the beginning <laughs> and then so you were funny. there uh at the end yeah yeah we'll be back in two weeks no 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 and we and deep down we knew luckily Saab was like nick this is a once in a lifetime yeah. deal you Go know things are yeah you know you're getting paid, whatever so um so yeah we left from phoenix arizona june 1st and we took this you know this loop around the united states went up through utah arizona uh wyoming south dakota uh literally hit 23 states and ended up taking us 33 days and a little over 8,000 miles and uh luckily and shout out to hunter but we did you know had some really really awesome sponsors that threw down some cash and sent parts and things like that but hunter spent a lot of money on that trip on his yeah. k&m luckily i had the best you know job in the world i was the camera i literally just sat in that front seat and took the views in i don't have to worry about anything i don't even know how to fix those things you know near as well as he does yeah. and uh so i was just kind of playing my part but it was the dude like the biggest learning experience the biggest eye-opening experience just like driving through the west virginia mountainside meeting these country uh just like people who literally live in like like literally live like in a and they're the most happiest people ever man it's like yeah. 
they don't even know what Facebook is. Like dead serious. Didn't even know what Facebook was. And these are people living in like the, you know, the trailer homes on the mountainside, like just literally sitting outside drinking a beer on their porch, like just living on what they got and just happy. And it yeah. was just like really, really cool to see that. And, uh, you know, it was like right at the peak when all this COVID stuff hit, I think COVID was released in March or whatever. Uh, yeah. It became popular. And so we started this thing in June, like three months in. And so it was wild to go to the different States and see how people were reacting to it, not reacting to it. Who was mad? Mask, who was no mask like and it was just i don't know it was just very very w- crazy to see you know how you know i hate how divided this country is now but yeah. really we're all one big conglomerate and we got to look out for each other and help each other out mm-hmm. and that's what i've learned from this trip we had people from the left side from the right side from you know 16 years old to 80 years old come out and help us out just like we'd b- break a belt or blow a transmission mm-hmm. and people would drive two hours to give us their truck to go drive another 16 hours to michigan to go swap transmissions and uh i think that was the biggest most fun part of the journey was to figure out like when crap hits the fan like what are you gonna do you know you, you know and that's what i love about hunter man he's i've never ever seen him quit anything in his life and like he works really really well under stress and pressure and like obviously he's in the entertainment industry you got to deal with that but it's like hanging out with him man is just like really turned me into more a person working with my hands like he's a very very you know he's very smart on the tech side but also very hard working with his hands can fix things can you know literally rig something up to do whatever he needs it to do like yeah. in a five minute span you've seen, yeah you've seen it so it's it's, it's it is very cool to see in person uh and you're right like he works his you know works his backside off and 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 you know deserves yeah. everything he has because oh, he's worked for it oh 100 man he's a freaking beast yeah. and uh but uh, yeah, so we're gonna leave June first again on this trip. We kind of realized what we did last time wrong. Obviously, thirty-three days took way too long. Right. Uh, I love Al. Al's my dude, and we would stop for espresso a couple times a day. And Hunter, you know, Hunter doesn't Hunter drink doesn't coffee, coffee no. does he? so he's just like, dude, you know how many days we could have saved yeah. if we didn't stop? You know, we lost ten complete days. You know, so yeah. it's just kind of funny. So he's gonna want to try to go gumball style this, you know, this next round and just try to hit it as fast as possible, as quick yeah. as possible. But you know, we live streamed the whole entire thing. Obviously, we didn't know what we were doing the past. Time. Oh, I love checking. So it we'll bring day. you know cell repeaters this yeah. time. Like we had you know good service most of the time, but uh, man, it's literally the one thing on the bucket list. Like I've got to do a lot of crazy things, but I would definitely put that at the complete top. And uh, I think like looking back on it, we took about 75 percent of the off road trails. Like there's this there's this trail system called the Trans American Trail, okay. and uh, you know Al, uh, you know, got to throw this out there. He's the mastermind behind this whole entire trail thing, and. Uh, you know, he connects like all these different trails in Kentucky and West Virginia and literally made this whole entire loop. And so we're following, you know, following him most of these times and, uh, you know, we're eating dust and stuff. So like we, you know, he'd be five miles ahead, whatever. And we'd have to kind of go around, but there were times too, man, where it was just too tough or we were too tuckered out from like snow or changing the transmission. So like we, you know, would crash in some cheap motels and stuff some night. Yeah. But, uh, also my buddy, Zach Fick in Sioux, Sioux Falls, South Dakota came and saved us. He let us literally crash at his house for like five days and change a transmission or you know change a bunch of stuff in his yeah. garage and so it was just cool man like and the thing about this zach fig guy uh he, i've never met him in real life until this trip we've always been facebook friends for 10 years and never shook hands never hugged anything yeah. like that and like for him to literally be like dude you can crash so in my basement cool. for a week you can use all my stuff we're gonna cook for you every day it was just like yo this is crazy and so it just it, it restored my faith in humanity honestly like it was very very eye-opening yeah. but uh 
one thing I want to say about the whole entire trip, which I really appreciated was, like you said, you were there at the beginning and there was only one person at the finish line when we got back. And so Mike brought us the champagne showers, got the videos. That was very, very cool. I was like the highlight to end and cap off the trip. And so it was a lot of fun. Just catch it up. You're a genuine dude, Mike. Appreciate it. Checking in on people, showing up when it matters. You feel uncomfortable. You know that, right? (laughs) I see Uh, you blushing now. I know. So the best thing is though, like is is i love checking in every day and seeing where you're at seeing what people you're at the stories like i remember checking in one day and you're on like a police chase <laughs> like chasing some dude down. yeah this dude did a hit and run like, on yeah, yeah like right like, in front of us and yeah, yeah and so hammering on with rain or whatever there's trees everywhere and yeah just, like, and i hate it man but we do it for the we just do it for the content because people it, find yeah. it fun i mean people find it funny it's just like yeah. and i don't know i don't know how the universe always throws all these wild scenarios and wild stories at us yeah. but it's just like we just roll with it and try to stay out of jail and not get hurt i've never been arrested knock on wood yeah. um same so yeah good yeah <laughs> so uh, i don't think that they would i don't think they'd, they'd be very nice to me no no I'm, I'm an accent it's like where are you from why man? are you here yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so we just try to you know stay good do good by people and just treat people right and have fun and yeah. just try to record it well so. what's some of the things that stand out obviously you know like you know, restored your, your faith in humanity with stuff like that. But is there anything else that like really stands out like from that trip that was just like, wow, this was so cool. I remember seeing the, the guy who had the white beard and the six shooter on his head. It, like it's literally the characters. Yeah. And like, we've literally got the word he's saying. terabytes of footage that we just still haven't pieced, you know, pieced together. There's just so much stuff to sift through and sort. Yeah. And, you know, we just got so busy with the side by side stuff this you know, past few months and the drone stuff picked back up and like, you know, the world's starting to kind of turn, turn and turn again. So, um, we're still trying to find some time to release some of that footage but i think we got pulled over a total of eight times yeah. which you know in some states you're not supposed to be driving side by sides or, or utvs yeah. you know on streets um we didn't take a single interstate because that's the biggest no-no but uh yeah i was just meeting these freaking characters i'm telling you the country is the mississippi people the west virginia folks the you know people up in ohio that were just like you know so freaking cool and uh the nice thing and the one thing i'm glad that we really did was stay you know in touch and add these people on facebook and like now you know we're just like we never left off and like they're already planning for us to come back around and come through and join in on some of the trails and so i think it just comes back to you know back to the community but um like i said the the most fun part was when crap hit the fan and you had to figure it out you know we'd be up in the up upper you know peninsula in michigan the furthest point from home and the transmission would blow in the middle of this trail and we'd have to figure out a way to hop on you know a facebook forum and post in there and then let all the facebook army do their work and like get us connected to the right and it was just like so cool to see and i don't know if that's just the side-by-side community or that you know group of people or, or you know whatever but uh Man, it was just like people were literally giving us a shirt off their backs, like bringing us food, you know, Venmoing money, you know, money for tickets and, you know, things like that. And it's just like, wow, like, yeah. what we don't even like deserve this stuff. And it's just what, like, what were the interactions with the police like? Uh, so one was really, really cool. My most favorite was this guy. I guess somebody had posted this on TikTok. I don't have a TikTok, never used it. But this guy pulled us over. He said, oh, bro, y'all ain't doing nothing wrong. Like, I just seen y'all on TikTok and I just <laughs> had to pull you over and tell you so I could tell you. And we got all this on video. So it's like, That's we'll drop sick. it and prove it. But, uh, no, every single time people are always just like, you know, what is this thing? How's it registered? And Hunter's got this whole spiel he's oh, got yeah. memorized. Like, got well, you see, I've got a 30 day, yeah. you know, 
crossing state lines. So he's very good at how he has it positioned and he's got all of his ducks in a row. And like every single time, like I think the biggest thing is just trying to treat people with respect and, and you know, getting respect back. Um, Did you get pulled over as you pulled into Oklahoma as well? You were like, you went far from home, right? Dude, we literally over. like the last quarter stretch, uh, we just pulled outside of you fall and this guy, the only guy that really busted our butt about, yeah. you know, driving these things. And it's just like, Look, man. At we, this point, dude, we I've went like a nine thousand. Yeah, yeah, like we've gone through like all the. Yeah, it's just like, and he was just like, man, that's the coolest thing I ever heard. Like, I'll make sure to follow you guys on Facebook, and uh, yeah. So, but yeah. no, nobody really give us too much. You know, too much heck. It's not fun, obviously, getting pulled over and stuff like that. But uh, you know, I think the biggest thing I was always worried about was just like theft and things like that. But uh, right. we literally had a pack clothes drones camera gear um cooking materials like extra equipment and just axles and all the stuff like in this rig and so it was just fun to try to figure it out and now you know i you know there's especially in the side-by-side utv community you've got like your racers like your drag racers you've got your king of hammers rock climber guys you've got your sand rail guy you know and so it was like cool to finally carve out our niche that nobody had ever really done before by going on this like overland cross-country trip like nobody's ever done it besides al al you know went half the the, the pace last year um to kind of prove that it could be done and so it was just like really kind of cool to be on the you know the history side and people always reaching out and it's just like I guess that's like one kind of other cool name. I don't own a side by side. Something obviously I want to do in the future. They're yeah. a freaking money pit, dude. But yeah, uh, seems like you know it. it's nice to kind of be kind of hopping in here and and you know kind of not being known as a side by side guy, but being very involved with that group and those people and yeah. being able to answer questions and kind of help people out and stuff. Adding as well. your tech, so, flair, tech side, yeah, it's, side it's cool to be to exactly, and it's yeah. it's like cool to be back at the bottom of something like the bottom of the totem pole where you can screw up and ask dumb questions and not have to you know look at yourself as like it, you know what do people want to look at me at like in the drones like I look at myself as kind of like a drone authority so it's like mm-hmm. if I post something that's even breaking a rule for a second it's like I feel like I can't post that because I don't yeah. you know I want to set a good example on like what the industry should be like and so it's cool to be back at the t- you know bottom of the totem pole like I was saying and just being able yeah. to kind of take things in and see stuff you know from a different perspective I guess right and I, I- to that point like you know i've I, there's a photo going around of downtown at the moment like and there's like a low cloud base and someone threw a drone up and took a picture of the devon tower sticking out the cloud right Highly illegal. i know and i, I don't think i so i think i shared it maybe and someone was like yeah you really shouldn't be sharing that that's high that's really illegal so and i don't know anything about because i'm not on the drone oh yeah no it's an incredible shot i know who yeah. it is too and not i always comment on his stuff and he's a beat yeah he's yeah. a good dude he doesn't you know these people and they don't know better it's all the fa i think has to go out and educate people yeah. but um yeah, I remember like in 2015, we flew over this accident, um, just capturing it. Just we're in the right spot at the right time. The yeah. semi like flipped over, was on fire. I remember that in front it of Mathis like, yeah, Brothers yeah, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. literally Mathis Brothers. Like if you fly into the corner of this area, it's in the no fly zone for World, Will Rogers World Airport. Yeah. And uh, do the FA got us? Somebody called us in and reported. Of a, you know, one of our competitors called in and was just like, hey, you know, yada yada. So the FA it was on the news. You were, you had the news yeah. shot, right? Uh, I don't know if this one got on the news. It was, oh, you also had the bridge that collapsed on May. We had that. Yeah, that yeah. was the, a that. big story yeah, that broke. But yeah. this one, um, 
was on a Facebook post and okay. somebody had reported it. Anyways, the FAA that gave them enough, you know, juice to pull us in and literally look at our records. Uh, Luckily, we've always been like proud of keeping our paper trail with logs and receipts yeah, and yeah. registrations and stuff like that. And so, like, we were completely good, but ended up actually benefiting and increasing, you know, our relationship with the FAA because uh, they were able to pull us in for like the future to be able to yeah. teach stuff. Like, we've taught classes at Oklahoma State and we still do stuff with the Boys and Girls Club and have done things with partnered with the FAA and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, like I said, it's like somebody tried to do us dirty and just by doing good and just trying to be nice, like yeah. ended up just benefiting us. And so yeah. that was tell me, cool. tell me about UTV takeover. Cause that's in Oklahoma. It's a huge Ooh, deal. It's that coming was, up. I mean, that was crazy. They just released the 2021 dates too. Okay. I think it's September 8th through the 12th yeah. or 9th through the 11th. Cause there was some nuts stuff. And obviously there's some drone guys there as well. You tapped into and hung out with. Yeah. And, I mean, the footage was amazing. Oh, it was incredible. And I think everybody has to go like the fact that we have these sand dunes that literally look like the coral sands out in Utah that look like, you know, glamis out in California. Like you would not expect this stuff in Oklahoma, especially the location it's at in Oklahoma. Like Winoka is out there, you know, it's a two hour, two and a half hour drive, but you literally feel like you're in the desert. And, uh, so yeah, UTV takeover. Um, I think this is like their third or fourth year in a row to do it. Winoka, Oklahoma is like one of their biggest spots. I think it was one of the bigger in attendance as well. But uh, yeah, Hunter did the laser show, did all these, you know, it's kind of special effects. So we were pretty plugged in there. Um, there's some, uh, you know, the biggest, I would say, like side by side guys, the side by side blog guys yeah. um, were there and we camped right next to them and just got to hang out with them. And like you want to talk about like the biggest fanboys in the universe, not the side by side blog guys, but their fans, dude. Yeah. Like they would be coming by at like three o'clock in the morning. Like, Hey, are the side by side blog guys up? You know, cause we'd be hanging out there. Like we rip at all times of the night. Cause you can go out there and fly. Yeah. But like those guys are side by side community is insane. Like it's wild. Cause it was, was it your shot? The six shot of everyone like driving in the night train. Yeah. Thing? So like, they yeah. do this, uh, the night ride and, uh, uh, Hunter got to, you know, be the second in command or whatever behind the main guy. And, uh, so yeah, we were able to drone it, which if you ever fly drones at, you know, at a little state Sahara state park, yeah, you've got to go through, you know, the office or the board and, uh, like the state, you know, park mm -hmm. films is very easy to do. They're the best people to work with. Like we've had to fill yeah. out permits and applications, like for all these places all over the U S and like the Oklahoma state park office is the. Yeah. It's the biz. Yeah. They're the business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. So like, you've got to follow, yeah, follow through them, whatever. But, um, yeah, so we were like one of the, you know, two operators approved to fly the event and, uh, it's, it's nice to not have to worry about, you know, running into, you know, other drone operators. Right. Cause you know, back in the day, bigger events you don't have to worry about drones all over the place but now it's like you try to do something cool and there's like literally eight drones whether it's a fireworks show or yeah. like new year's eve ball drop like there's just drones everywhere so it's like cool to fly in open spaces where you don't have to worry about buildings or power line transmissions it's just like yeah. wide open ripping is like what i like to call it that's so. awesome but uh yeah you got to come in it's the best time ever they've got like food vendors and there's like a mud pit and drag races and like uh al mcbest at the world record on a long jump in winoka Oklahoma in the world in a UTV side by side last year. Uh, I can't remember the exact foot. It's like a hundred, yeah, right? 184 yeah, and 190. Yeah. But, um, uh, I do is like real life in nuts. diesel. Absolutely nuts. Uh, well, mate, this has been so much fun. I'm glad we finally got to do this and chat. And, oh, there will be round two, round three. We've got wills a little bit about Nick Brown. Oh, uh, we've got so much stuff to catch up on. Yeah. One of these days, I'm going to interview you on your own podcast. I have to do that. Like You're not the only one that's asked me to do that. Oh, uh, we're gonna that's get a group together and yeah, uh, we're gonna and we're gonna do it. But uh, man, I really appreciate you, Mike. Like I said, I love the fact that you check in on people, and I think you're a genuine, great dude. What you're doing with the podcast is awesome, nice, and like 
you're a staple in the state now. I know it's crazy. We got to protect you. We got to put you in the Hall of Go Fame, baby. <laughs> we'll get on it. Uh, no, mate. Thanks for coming on. Uh, how can everyone reach out? How can everyone follow you? How can everyone get involved? Uh, in man, all my social accounts are Nick Brown OKC, um, NickBrownOKC.com. Uh, company name Drone Boys. Boys is spelled with an I, so Drone B O I S. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but yeah, I uh, reach out, man. I would love to answer any kind of questions that people have, whether it's about drones, domains, yeah. you know, making sure your iCloud account set up right, Pokemon whatever. Cards. Yeah, so yeah, Pokemon <laughs> yeah. cards. That's the new wave. So uh, no, nah, man, just be good to people, have fun, enjoy your life, and uh, don't do things you don't want to do. Awesome. That's that's the lesson to live by right there. Straight up. You don't want to do. Uh, mate, thanks so much. I love you, bro. For everyone listening, I'll put all the links that Nick just mentioned down below. You can go follow him. But yeah, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, Follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.